Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Excellent Podcast, the show where we watch every single episode of Regular Show and give you a breakdown. I am your co-host, Josh, and of course, with me today is... Jason. Alright, Jason, first off, Season 2, how are you feeling for this? Season 2, okay, yeah, I'm super excited to get on with the season. It's It's a great season for a regular show. We have so many great episodes in this one. Hold on, I'm gonna go ahead and look at the list super quick of what exactly we got. So... Today we're going to be watching Elo Govna, which mm-hmm. is the, the first episode of season two, of course. And then uh, other episodes include It's Time, Appreciation Day, My Mom, High Score. High Score was actually my first regular show episode I ever watched. Well, I think it was for me too, but we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, so going to season two, like... I know that it's definitely better than the first one. We uh, knew that. I th- yeah, I think at, at least any avid uh, regular show watchers knows that season two is is bit is a bit better, maybe even more so than the previous. Yeah, I think it was around season two when I started to watch a regular show and mm-hmm. like as they were being released. You know. Yeah. So you so you actually kept up with the show since? Or did you actually? Keep up, kept up with the show since season two, or? Uh, well, I'm by keeping up. Uh, I didn't like watch regular show, meaning like, oh hey, look, um, the new episode is out. Uh, like I better watch it and then like, oh, like save the date because the next episode is gonna be the same day next week. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I wasn't at that moment yet. I think I did that around like season three or four ish. Um, because how I watched regular show back then was whenever it came on Cartoon Network and you know they TV stations never actually show like TV shows in order they just put on whatever episode at any time mm-hmm. uh, and I, I also had on demand and I also oh, like that. oh I remember on demand yeah that was that was our Netflix back then mm-hmm <laughs> good times good um, times Wait, before we say anything else, I'm hearing this hissing noise, like, every now and then. Is there, like... Is it me, or...? It's you. Is there, like, a vacuuming or something? No. You're in complete silence right now? I'm in my closet, dude. It's you're either... where you're always recording? Yeah, dude, it's the only place where I can get good sound quality. Okay, well, if the viewers heard what I was hearing, then they they heard it, but if they didn't, then that's great. Mm. <laughs> um so, but yeah, season two, um, Elo Governor was actually the last episode to air in 2010. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, so you're, cool. s- so you're saying regular show season two started at the end of 2010? Uh, yeah, so Elo Governor came out on November 29th, 2010. That's another thing. I think for season two, we should um, start to say the release date of the episodes just to make it like cool. Okay. And, like, more information. Okay, fair enough. If any if anyone who hasn't listened before, uh, we watch these episodes before and then we watch them again to break them down, which is what you're hearing right now. So Jason, yep. so Jason, let me ask you: What did you think while watching this the first time? Not the first time, but like oh. before we recorded. Yeah, like uh, as I was taking my notes, I um, well, first of all, I took a lot of notes for this episode, and I'm very excited to get into it. Um, scrolling through this, this is probably, like, one of the most, like, notes I've taken for an episode. 
And I just remember like watching this when I was little and like uh, this is one that I that I definitely remember like not spoiling too much for lunchtime later on. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's it's very good. So, um yeah, you did mention that how like if you are listening to this for the first time, that this is how we roll. We watch the episodes, take notes and then record together. And then at the end, we do this little segment called lunchtime where we give trivia about the episode. We talk about who was the protagonist, the antagonist, uh, a bunch of other things, and then we give our final um, rating if it was a good or a bad episode. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up, because I think the first couple, maybe even up until Season 1, Episode 5, I I think we both kind of stopped explaining it. Yeah. Yeah. And just a little refresher because it's the top of the season and everything. Oh yeah, we're on to season two of the Excellent Podcast since we follow I... along with regular show, obviously. Alright, so a little bit of pre-trivia that I got from the fan wiki. Mm. Um, so yeah, hello, Avril, uh, what, what, um, what was that, Spanish? I don't know. I heard an R roll. So, hello, Governor. Last episode to air in 2010, and this is potentially based on the 1990 film called I Bought a Vampire Motorcycle. What? Um, this is a, yeah, this is a film about a motorcycle possessed by an evil spirit set in England. And um, if you, like, know the plot of Elo Governor, you'll see that they have very, like, they're very similar in their ways, so... Um, it hadn't, it hadn't been confirmed, but there's a lot of speculation that this episode was kind of, like, based on that film. Again, I Bought a Vampire Motorcycle, 1990. Let's get into the episode, why don't we? Mm-hmm. Alright, so we have the regular show intro, Hello Governor, and we hear in the background chirps and birds, like pretty much all the episodes. We open in front of the movie shack hut. There's an employee that's outside and he's dancing around in a King Kong skyscraper costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's obviously like one of those employees where his boss made him wear that to go like promote the store and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Rigby runs outside with the movie and bumps right into him. And he's like, oh, sorry. And then Rigby laughs at him. He's like, nice outfit. And then um, the guy yells at Rigby as he's running away. He's like, it's a costume. They make me wear it. This uh, totally gives me, like, L.A. vibes because you don't normally see people wearing costumes out in the street, like, where we are. You don't normally see that. L- yeah, true. I'm pretty sure L.A., like, towards... <sighs> I don't even know what street it's called. Uh, uh, Hollywood Boulevard? Yeah, there you go. You yeah, you would so, see a lot of people wearing costumes. Yeah, like, kind of around, like, the, the L.A. area, or if not that, Times Square in New York. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, uh, that one, too. Um, I feel like those two cities have, like, a lot of examples of this, but Chicago doesn't really have anything like that, I don't think. No, no do you know why? Because it's full of business people and weirdos and restaurants, but mostly yeah, weirdos. Well, yeah, because New York is filled with, well, stereotypically, is filled with angry people like angry assholes that just like, yell at you all the time never been to new uh, york uh i no, i have not been to new york but i know that that's what the stereotype is mm. Nah, you're not wrong and then la is yeah like there's a lot of rich people in la celebrities obviously um 
and you know just people who want to be like famous or whatever basically who's all in LA um, my family's actually moving to LA after after we graduate so like in two or one year uh in one year in uh-huh. one year we're gonna be moving to LA well I'll see you later well I, I don't know if I'm gonna be going with them yeah, either yet. way I'm I might be, or I might be starting Grand Life then. Oh, okay. But, um, so obviously this is a reference to King Kong, and the note that I had about this is that there's, like, this cliche about minimum wage workers being forced to wear, like, ridiculous costumes by their bosses. This is common with restaurants. Uh, remember there was that one episode of Phineas and Ferb where Candace had to wear a bunch of crazy costumes? Yeah. Um, oh, you know, that wasn't for, uh, for a restaurant, that was for a toy company. But, you know, like, again, the, the note was, like, they always have, to, these workers always have to wear these crazy costumes in TV shows. Yeah. This kind of thing. Cut to, uh, the nighttime where, uh, Mordecai and Rigby are setting up for the movie. Mordecai has a popcorn, Rigby has L.O. or has, uh, the movie, which is L.O. Governor, but, uh, Mordecai gets confused and says, oh, I thought we were watching Shy Guy. Which, I didn't make a note about this, but I realize this now. Mordecai seems more like this, was it? Um, what's the word? He, he seems like a, like a rom-com type of guy. Yeah, rom-com. I was going to say sensible or sensitive. Yeah, that, hard- that's what it is. That's a word. Sensitive. Kind of yeah, person. I mean, because you, you look on the, the front of the Shy Guy DV that he's holding, and there's like a heart on it. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I wrote a note. I was like, what's up with Mordecai always wanting to watch chick flicks? So he can get <laughs> chicks. Uh, yeah, because there is this one, and then in the, literally in the next episode of It's Time, he wants to watch this movie called Pajama Sisters 2. Oh yeah, I remember that, but we'll get, yeah. we'll get to that. We'll get to that next yeah. week. So, resuming at 34, Rigby's like, oh, no, 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 I got something better. It's Elo Governor. It's foreign. And then he reads it. A British taxi is possessed by the soul of the driver on the lowly gang members who murdered him. Pay the fare or pay the price. Mordecai is like, no, dude, not another horror movie. Last time I had to, like, walk you to the bathroom and you were, like, super scared. And then Rigby kind of is doing the whole thing, being like, oh, no, 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 I'll be fine this time. It's old, like, it's cheesy. Um, and then Mordecai is like, are you sure you could handle it? And then Rigby's like, it's in black and white. And then Mordecai gives, he's like, okay, all right, fine, we'll watch it. So yeah, they flip off the lights, the movie starts, and then there's like this suspenseful music. Hello, governor. Um, pausing on the TV screen. At the bottom of the title, Hello, governor, there's a Roman numeral. Yeah, I was going to add, I, I wrote yeah. a note on it, like, what does what does the Roman numerals on the title mean? I was going to ask you that because you know more Roman numerals than I do. So yeah, I looked it up. So it reads MCML. XXXII, and that translates to 1982, so, meaning the year that it was made. It, it Would that be another sort of reference to JG liking the 80s? Uh, I would think so, but the note that I had, and also there was like a, a note about this on the fan wiki, if this film was made in 1982, why is it like, why does it look so old and why is it in black and white, you know? Uh. Uh, maybe because uh, the movie director was saying like, well, if it's set in wherever it is, then the movie has to be in black and white just to come or just to you know fit the tone of 
the movie, you know? Yeah, probably doing it on purpose and stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, movies now, their, their color, can, or their movies can come out in black and white because the director wanted it to be. After the title screen comes on and the scary music starts, Mordecai and Rigby are all like, ah, like acting all scared, but then they were just joking around. <laughs> and then Rigby's all like, see dude, isn't this fun? And then Mordecai says, hmm, hmm, which is the first hmm of this episode. And uh, I believe it's the only one. Yeah, I think so too. Oh, wait, let me, yeah. let me ask you something before we go back. Uh, okay. how, how are you with horror movies? Uh, I'm alright with horror movies. They're pretty good. I, li- I like them. Oh, well. Mm. So, so I, if someone uh, were to offer you, or to offer to watch a horror movie, you would be, like, all up for it? Um, I would watch it with the, with a group of friends, or maybe with, like, another person, but, uh, I, like, not, not that I have a problem with watching them by myself. It's just not, the genre in general is just not something that I would pick. Mm-hmm. Um, to watch on my own. I, I've watched horror movies before, and I, I love... You know, to be honest, like, watching horror movies with friends is so much fun, and it's way better than watching it by yourself, you know? Yeah, I, fe- I feel that too, but, like, but uh, with me, I really don't like it because I'm a scaredy cat, and I... You know, fuck them. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like Rigby in the situation where I would need to be walked to the bathroom until, oh. like... Yeah, I know. I think I, the, um... No, what? I was gonna say, like, I think the last scary movie that actually freaked me out was The Conjuring 2. Um, I... Oh, gosh. No, I watched The Conjuring, like, the first Conjuring with CJ a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we were, we were both, like, like pretty spooked by it. But, yeah, it was, like, no big deal. Like, I don't know, like, when I was younger, if I were to see a horror movie, well, first of all, my mom never even let me watch horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was only because she doesn't like horror, so, like, I never, I can't, I can't say that I grew up on horror, because I, but if I wanted to, I probably would have. Um, I wouldn't but, want to. Um, yeah, but if I did happen to come across something horror when I was little, I would definitely, like, be the kind of person that would need to be, like, have walked to the bathroom or I would be scared to walk in the hallway in the dark at night because I thought something was behind me. You know, even when I'm watching it with a bunch of people, not even a bunch of people, like, I'd say four people, I still get scared because I know my ass is on my own when watching it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I can see that. Mm -hmm. um, Because no one's going to help you. Well, at least for me, no one's helping me. Mm-hmm. I um I remember when Annabelle came out. Nope. Everyone was scared of that shit. Nope. No. Thank God I don't have dolls. Yo, you and I should watch Annabelle sometime. No. Come on, we should watch it together. No. It'll I, be it'll be fun. Dude, my grandma, my Lola, has um has those types of dolls in her in the living room. And um, and, and I, on the bottom shelf too. Fuck that. Um, yeah, I know exactly. I know that they're wherever they have the real, like the original Annabelle doll somewhere. Um, it's in this room, and um, it's it's called it's they call it the most possessed room in the world, mm-hmm. or it's at least it's said to be because not only does it have Annabelle, but it has like every other like big known like artifact of like possessed items and everything like that. I heard. So, I heard about that. And yeah, I, I refuse to, like, go there. 
Because I guess there's the thing where it's like, um, if in a certain item or object, like, gets so possessed, like, they, like, legally have to bring it somewhere, mm-hmm. which, like, if they have to get into legal action, you know that it's serious, but, um, I believe that they have, like, a priest that comes in there, like, twice a month just to bless the place, mm. because it's so, it's so creepy in there. Do you, it, this is a conspiracy theory that I just okay. came up with. Do you think the Pentagon is secretly hiding all the possessed stuff under underground, and that so-called uh, possessed uh, place somewhere in the states is just a show? Um, I haven't heard anything about the Pentagon. I've heard about or, them or, hiding stuff in Area Fifty One. Yeah, I was gonna say like, or at least Area Fifty One. Um. Well, obviously, there's something inside of Area Fifty One. Oh god, oh no, wait, we're going too deep into this, wait, I just realized we should stop. What, why, why, no, 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 like, we were, we were saying, like, there's no, this, that's what a podcast is about. I, I know, but I'm like, this is gonna get way too deep. Okay, 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 we are 22 <laughs> minutes in, and we are one minute into Exactly, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, okay, uh, yeah, how about this, we could go into, like, however, like, we could go however deep as we want, but we need a limit of um, an hour and 30 minutes on our episodes. How about that? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, wait, how long have we been recording? 22, 22 minutes. So we have an hour. Okay. and Okay, okay. A little bit over an hour to go. Okay, let, let's yeah. move on. So like what Jason said, uh, Mordecai and Rigby are just laughing it off at the beginning. The movie starts with ominous music playing. A student in a classroom opens his notebook to see a tire mark, very tiny tire mark, and looks out the window to see the taxi, the taxi cab, uh, jump through the window, eating the entire class. Mordecai is just laughing it off. Rigby is just stunned. We cut to a next scene where a woman is brushing her hair. She closes the window, the, the window, the mirror, and the taxi cab is hiding in the bath. Is in the was it the bathtub? Not the bathtub. The shower. No, bathtub. Yeah, the bathtub. Bathtub slash shower. Mm-hmm. He hides, the taxi hides behind the curtains, and when she closes the mirror, uh, it reveals the taxi, and it attacks her. Uh, Mordecai still being bored, and now Rigby hiding for his life behind a pillow. Very relatable. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're basically just taken through like this montage of the, the taxi like going across town, just killing people mm-hmm. um and every single time he is about to attack someone he says hello governor hello governor <laughs> can you tell whose voice that is is that mark hamill it is mark hamill Woo! Yes. i know um, my mark hamill because like every i don't know every single time there's like like a like a raggedy voice it's usually mark hamill in the in regular show it's weird because he was Luke Skywalker. See, in like the original trilogy, I, you can't really hear the Skip's voice in Mark Hamill mm-hmm. in like New Hope and Empire and Return. But like once, once the sequels come and Mark Hamill and like the character Luke is like older, mm-hmm. um, you could definitely like kind of hear it more. I think it just comes with age. Yeah, of course it does. And then, of course, by the time regular show came. He had Mark Hamill had like kind of like a lower ish voice. Mm-hmm. I wonder um, what I, I'm trying to figure out what uh, what else he did besides like live action wise besides Star Wars. 
Um, because he did a lot of voice acting stuff, but yeah, what, mm-hmm. what about live action? I don't know. Um, what I do know is that, uh, the British Taxi has the same voice as Death. Hello, governor. I, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think, and I'm like, I think, I think you're right. Yeah, because, uh, well, you, we haven't really seen the Death character yet, mm-hmm. but if you know who Death is, like, you, you'll be able to hear it, and... The first time we see him, we'll, we'll make this point again about how he has the same voice as Hello Governor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd also like to point out that like this is another thing where Rigby says he can't handle, or he can handle something, but then shortly after, he really can't handle it. Yeah, I could see that. Have we seen that before in season one, or am I just tripping? Um, yes, uh, Rigby's body. Yeah, yeah, see? Mm-hmm. So that's always just Rigby's thing. You mm-hmm. know? You know, he hasn't learned yet. Uh, this next scene, though, was cut out of foreign versions. The next scene has a man and a dog that are attacked by the the taxi cab. And then after they're eaten, the bones are like spit out at the back of the car through the pipes. Mm-hmm. Um, that was cut out, I guess. Uh, I... Because that that was the only scene where they actually showed someone being eaten. Yeah, I, I saw that. I'm like, I don't think I are rewatching it for the first time in a while. I'm like, I don't rem- I don't think they've shown that before. Rigby and Mordecai are just like they're just watching through the film, and Rigby is getting scared. He's sweating, and his eyes are just huge. And then uh, the movie ends. The TV is just playing static. Uh, Mordecai has already fallen asleep. Um, and then he wakes up and he's like, "Huh, huh, is it over?" Uh, he turns off the TV. Pause. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like he turns off the TV saying like oh dude that was so cheesy like what, what, what's up with the taxi cab and then um, he he's basically just like explained the movie being like what what even was that well Rigby the whole time he's not even listening he's just staring at the at the TV just scared to death mm-hmm. um, one note that I had about the scene when Mordecai wakes up and turns off the TV I like the attention to detail about how they made they like turned off the lighting on Mordecai mm. to kind of like signify the TV going off and they like took away the shadow. Um, and not only that, but they also made Mordecai even darker because the lights were off at that point. You know, they did they do that in season one because I know there was a few night scenes in that in that season, and I don't. And I don't think uh, Mordecai's color changed too much. Um, I'm not sure if there were any major changes. What I do know is that when they were stuck in the freezer during Meet Your Maker, they made them lighter. Mm-hmm. Now, because I'm thinking sure. of uh, I'm thinking of uh, Free Cake, where Mordecai and Rigby are just walking in the woods at night, looking for yeah, skips. true. But I can't remember for the life of me. Yeah, I don't know, but. Um, if they didn't, then, well, we see it here, and I like the detail that it has. Mm-hmm. Also, that that scene where Mordecai turns off the TV, uh, if you remember the music video for the song that was playing at the season finale, finale of last season, remember Party that? Tonight? Yeah, Party Tonight. That live-action music video ended with Mordecai uh, turning off the TV and saying those exact lines. If you remember. Like, oh, that was cheesy. Yeah. And then Rigby's, like, <laughs> Rigby's just staring at the screen being like, what the hell was that? Exactly. 
So Mordecai and Rigby go off to bed. Uh, Rigby is roaming around, not roaming around, like rummaging around his trampoline, having a bad dream. He gets up from his bed and looks out the window and sees nothing outside. But uh, all of a sudden, the taxi cab just comes out or comes out of nowhere. Rigby calls out to Mordecai, but he's asleep. Uh, he looks back at the window and sees the taxi cab jumping at him. But uh, Rigby starts freaking out and then runs over to Mordecai to wake him up. But uh, all he hears is, hello, Kamna. And then Mordecai, sp- uh, not springs up, he, what's the word? Okay. He like sits up in bed and looks at him. Yeah, he sits up in I bed know. and looks at him with the headlights of the taxi cab. And uh, Rigby wakes up screaming with uh, Mordecai throwing a pillow at his face, saying uh, he's having nightmares. And then Mordecai being annoyed, saying, dude, just dream of something else like you're a tough guy or something. So yeah, we find out that this whole thing was ended up just being a dream. Um, I wrote that this is that cliche of when a character is shown sleeping right at the beginning of the scene, only for that entire thing to have been a dream the whole time. That often happens whenever like a character watches a scary movie or when he has something on his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also in the UK, Mordecai's line... When he throws the pillow at Rigby, he's like, you're screaming like a friggin' maniac. That was changed to, you're screaming like a flippin' maniac. Wait, in the UK? In the UK. And then um, in Australia, more censorship, um, the line was changed to, you're screaming like a maniac. But but it even goes further than that. Um, In some areas of Australia... The word might come out as faniac with the F. I don't know. I'm reading right off the wiki. <laughs> uh, making it obvious that there was a censorship there. Like, I guess it sounds kind of weird because it was just so edited at that point. Wait, so for the U.S., did it change at all? Because I know um, it does that a lot. For the U.S.? No, usually in the in the U.S., like, a regular show is always just, like, how it is originally. Mm-hmm. Um, censorship only comes when it goes outside of the country, I guess. Huh. So, because I know there's a word later on, but we'll get there. So Mordecai tells Rigby to go to sleep and says, like, dream that you're, like, a tough guy or something. So Rigby goes back to sleep being like, all right, I'm a tough guy. Um, we are now brought into Rigby's dream where he's kind of like a like a pimp. Well, not exactly a pimp. He's not a pimp, he's a detective. He's like a, like a kind of like an Al Capone-looking kind of guy. He's wearing, like, a trench coat and he has a fedora and everything. Um, and the dream where he's, like, walking down an alley, and then there's this, like, like punk-looking dude that follows him. And he's like, you walk to the wrong side of town, and Riggerson is what he calls him. And then Rigby pins up against, pins him up against the wall and says, the name's Fists. Um, Lamest but then at the name last, ever. Yeah. At the last second, right as he's about to punch the guy, the taxi cab comes back into Rigby's dream and scares him. Uh, one more note before we go back to real time. Um, this isn't really mentioned on the fan wiki, but we could see that, uh, Rigby's, like, kind of dreaming in, like, the 1940s era. Mm-hmm. Of how he's dressed in, like, the, the kind of, like, a blues, jazz-ish music that's going on. Yeah. I wrote that this could possibly be a reference to the film... The 1941 noir slash crime film, it's called The Maltese Falcon. I think I heard about that. 
I mean, it even starts with Rigby being all like, they say the city's tough, but I'm tougher. Um, and that's kind of like the narration, the same kind of narration that this film has. And it's kind of like, you know, that like zoot suit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Man, so, now that uh, it kind of reminds cool. me of like how t- Tom and Jerry's, like some of their episodes revolve around that kind of, si- that kind of similar theme. You know, I, I love Tom and Jerry so much. Maybe we should break down Tom it's, and Jerry. I'm saying, no, that would be way too fucking long. <laughs> and that would be way too long because not only like are they like longer episodes, but there's no dialogue, so we would have to explain everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, we explain everything anyways, but still. I, I'm pretty yeah, sure they're like double still. the runtime of regular show. Yeah. The, the, the thing that's special about Tom and Jerry is that like, no matter if you're a boomer or if you're a Gen X, millennial, or Gen Z, everyone has watched Tom and Jerry at one point. Oh, I actually know. I've seen, or I've seen, I know, I think a couple people that have never seen SpongeBob or Tom and Jerry. Okay, Tom and Jerry, maybe I could understand, but SpongeBob, come on. Uh, some, my ex girlfriend doesn't, or, no, 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 she's seen it, she just says it was really stupid. Uh, well, wait, because she just hasn't watched it, I guess? No, she's watched it. She just says, uh, it's stupid. Because apparently, and I told her, like, wow, you're just really that smart, aren't you? It's funny. Um, I heard that the last couple episodes of of Spongebob have been tanking in views. Well, no, duh, because Nickel, I don't know what the hell Nickelodeon's doing to the show anymore. Because, like, I don't know, like, the new Spongebob, like, everyone knows this, the new Spongebob is kind of shit. I haven't mm-hmm. even, like, seen a lot of episodes, but every single time <laughs> I get a glimpse of it, I'm like, nah, what is it? I really don't like it. I heard that the most, like, I'm not sure if it was, like, the most recent episode or, like, one of the most recent ones. When it aired on Nickelodeon, it got less than 100,000 views, which is terrible. God. Oh, my goodness. Um, I mean, because, like, there are two reasons why I think that happened. One, because, again, SpongeBob is shit now. Mm-hmm. And two, everyone has basically moved on to streaming services. Yeah, well, that's why they're on Paramount Plus now. And that's their only saving grace at this moment. Yeah, and the, I, honestly, just cut the show off already. It's been 20 years, probably more than that, but still, like... Yeah, Steven Hillenberg even said that, like, he, like, didn't want much to, like... Um, he didn't want any spinoffs or any, like, new movies for Spongebob because he felt like it was complete. And then literally the week he passed away, they announced that there was going to be a spinoff series, which is kind of terrible. Wait, wait, wait. Sp- wait, are you serious? Um, I, th- I think there was going to be, like, a like a Squidward spinoff. No! Or like, at least, like, a, a miniseries, but, like, I don't know. It's, no, like, just kill the show already. God, it's on its last, it's been on its last legs for the past ten yeah. years. There are many times where it could have ended and it would have been perfect, but, like, they just keep milking it, you know? I swear to God, if they don't put out, like, okay, this is definitely the final episode of Spongebob, I bet you there's going to be people watching. Yeah, they've been milking it, but there is going to come a point where, like, they can't milk it anymore because they're not getting the views anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with Power Rangers. Like, it's still going on. There's still... Like, adapting the Japanese uh, versions of them. The original. The Japanese are the original of Power Rangers. But, yeah, it, it's still... Like, the, both those two shows need to end at some point. 
And that's why I yeah. think Cartoon Network does a better job of their shows because they actually have an ending, whereas mm-hmm. uh, Nickelodeon just kind of keeps milking it. Even though they do end their shows, it's just not, you know, at a good point. Like, they did Drake and Josh. Um, it ended after, what, two, three seasons, maybe? No, not even. I don't uh, even know how many. I, I think, I think like, three or four or something like that. Yeah, somewhere around there. And that lasted, what, six seven years something i don't remember something was, like that yeah but with spongebob it's been going on for two decades let it go yeah way too long so the taxi cab runs over rigby which wakes rigby up and frustrates mordecai even more uh rigby's explaining to mordecai that he can't go to sleep because of this stupid taxi uh, mordecai says like damn this is why we shouldn't have watched that movie rigby says he's sorry so then Mordecai quickly comes up with the idea that they're just going to rewatch Ello Gubner over and over until Rigby isn't scared anymore. And we cut to like a little short montage of Mordecai and Rigby watching Ello Gubner. <laughs> they watch it for, I think, a good solid two days straight. Yeah, according from... to like the day cycle. Mm-hmm. And Mordecai even points to Rigby like, there. you can even see the microphone and he's still scared about it. Yeah, and I think um I I think uh when they first uh s- uh where Mordecai is shoving Rigby's face against the TV, I think the color of them is like super super saturated. Like they're both almost black and white. It's on uh four o four o five. It's probably because Mordecai and Rigby are literally like right in front of the screen. It's like the reflection. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying like. That's a... Uh, I'm not having a nitpick about it. It's just like a a nice detail that they put in. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Good detail. Eventually, Rigby has had enough of it. And he's like, let me go. And then he pushes Mordecai off. And then he he takes the VCR... The v, the VHS out of the VCR. And he smashes it against the wall. Uh, right as Benson is walking in, he's going to be... And Benson's like, what the hell are you doing? Mordecai and Rigby explain what's going on. And then Benson's like, okay, I don't care. Just have this mess cleaned up by the time I get back from my cricket game. And um, he's all, like, dressed up in his cricket getup. He has, like, the cricket paddle and stuff like that. Um, and then Mordecai is like, wait, you're going to a cricket game? Will British people be there? And then Benson's like, it's cricket. What do you think? So they cut to a cricket match, and um, it's being held in the park, and Mordecai is like, See, Rigby, look at how calm and collected these British dudes are. And then so they all come over, and they start saying, Hello, Governor, hello, Governor, hello, Governor, and then it starts to scare Rigby. So obviously the joke here is that all of these British guys have the same teeth as the British taxi to, like, seem scary, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I feel like that could also be a dig to like British people about how Europeans have terrible dental hygiene. I think uh, I'm gonna out one of our friends here. I think Jacob has that. He makes that stupid stereotype every time. Really? Every, yeah, he's like, "Well, British people got you know fucked up teeth." I'm like, "Dude, no, they don't." I I've definitely heard that joke before, but obviously, like I've I've seen British people. That's not entirely true. Exactly. You know, and and I also wrote down that it's a stereotype for Brits to play cricket. Yeah, and say "hello, governor." And uh, yeah, of course. God damn. This this entire episode is just stereotyping British people 
in general. Yeah. Um, not like not hardcore, but there are examples and depictions of it. Mm-hmm. And also, I just realized something. They all have mustaches. That's what I was going to say. So I like how they designed these British people in a way where like, if you were to have the volume off and like you, you just like saw them, you would be able to tell that they were British without having to hear their voices, you know? Yeah, because you give the, it, you can give them uh, voices of your own. Yeah, I mean, just how they look and how they're dressed and everything, um, you, you'd be able to tell. Yeah. Which is good. Um, so then at the end of the scene, the British taxi pops up um, in Rigby's imagination. He pops up out of the crowd of British people and he like runs up to Rigby saying, Hello, Governor. And then Rigby just runs. He just books it back to the house. Mordecai is like calling out to Rigby and then he's like, Oh, gosh, I knew we shouldn't have watched that movie. And then Skips is like, Oh, he's scared of cars now. And Mordecai's like, no, just British taxis. And then Pop says, like, oh, wow, what a coincidence. My British taxi isn't scary at all. And then Mordecai's like, wait, you own a British taxi? And then Pops is like, yeah, I do. When Pops and Skips walk up to Mordecai, Pops makes his, like, really angry face when he's saying, or when he's questioning, like, what is Rigby afraid of? You can see Pops making an angry face, which I don't think we rarely ever see. So far, at least. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, my guess would probably be because, like, I mean, these are Pops' people, because Pops is British. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so maybe he's mad because Rigby ruined the game or something like that. Yo, why is he being stereotypical? That ticks me off. So Pops takes Mordecai and Rigby to a barn where he keeps his yellow taxi. His uh, normal-ass New York taxi. Uh, Mordecai whisper, whispers over to Pops and says, I thought you said you had a British taxi. Uh, yeah. So, okay, I need to explain this part. Because when okay. Mordecai is asking Pops, like, I thought you had a British taxi, Pops corrects him and said, Oh, I thought you said a brownish taxi. Mordecai, re- <laughs> reply- Mordecai replies with, it, the, car is ye- or the car is yellow. And then Pops comes back with, I, my, Yellow? My taxi is no coward. So what I wrote down was that not only is Pops colorblind and hard of hearing, but he's racist as well. Because <laughs> oh, he's calling yellow. yellow people. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. I didn't get that at first. <laughs> he's, th- he's a trifecta of horrible, of horrible people. See, I thought that he was, like, knocking at yellow because, like, yellow is, like, sour and everything, but I could see, like, what you're saying, too. Oh, dude, I just look at things differently, then. <laughs> I, um, I, okay, I had a note about this, too, obviously I would. Mm-hmm. Um, in the previous scene, Mordecai clearly said the word British twice. And, and, and Pops, Pops repeated it? Yeah, Pops repeated it and responded to both of them. But in the next scene, we somehow, th- we find that he somehow thought Mordecai said Brownish Taxi. But okay, getting past that, the fact that Pop somehow <laughs> did hear the word Brownish, what made him think to show Mordecai and Rigby's yellow taxi? And like, even Mordecai is all like, oh, but that taxi yellow. And he gets all defensive, like, what? Like, I don't know, that's another example of how Pops is just clueless as fuck sometimes. Wait a minute, is it, I swear to God... We saw Pops drive a brown or black car 
in the previous season. That could have been unicorns have got to go, or no, that was their that was a go kart or prank callers. Um. Or no, they both were driving a car. Cart. What the hell am I thinking of? No, no, they they were driving the go kart. I know that Pops has that white flying car, Carmenita. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we've seen that one yet. Oh well, I, well, I think I'm thinking ahead then. All right, well. So Mordecai, he's just like, fine. All right, Rigby, you ready to go for a ride? And then Rigby's all like, in that thing, no way. And then Mordecai's like, it's not even a British taxi. And Rigby's like, I don't care. A taxi's a taxi. Uh, but then he excuses himself to go to the bathroom. Um, after he's done washing his hands, he gets to he goes and grabs a toilet paper to dry his hands, and he sees the same tire mark before. He looks out the window to see the British taxi and it's like thundering. Uh, and then he runs out and then the phone rings. The phone says, hello, governor. So he throws it. And then we have a fax machine that says, hello, governor. Um, so everything's coming to him. Uh, he runs out to, um, to the taxi. He gets in. He's like, pops, just drive. Um, Mordecai is like, what happened, dude? And Rigby's like, that taxi's like, he's coming after me. And then Mordecai's like, oh, so it came out of the movie, and Rigby's like, I don't know, maybe. And then uh, Mordecai's like, okay, whatever, you're fine now. We're just going to drive around for a bit, you know, just like clear your mind. Um, so then they go into the woods eventually after a little bit of driving. Mordecai's asleep, and then um, Rigby's like, wait, Pops, where are we going? And then Pops is like, I always drive into the woods when I want to clear my mind. Don't you just love the scenery? Um, and then Rigby looks outside of the tree at the trees and they're all scary looking, uh, which is obviously another reference to Wizard of Oz about how the trees are always scary and like woods. Um, oh which... no. Oh no. I just thought of something about the Wizard of Oz that like really fucked me up about the movie. What? Did you hear that in one of the shots where, uh, wait, Wait, don't don't correct me. I I got this. I got this. <laughs> Dorothy, got it. Dorothy, wait, it's Dorothy, right? Yes, Dorothy. Okay. So when Dorothy, the Tin Man, the Scarecrow and I forgot the lion's name. The lion. Um yeah, just lion. Lion. Where they're walking across or uh, towards the forest. I'm pretty sure uh, I saw a video where you, if you zoom in a bit, you can see something hanging off the tree in the distance. Yeah, and it was said to be like a person. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, that fucked me up. I can't watch that movie now. Yeah, I, I heard that there's a lot of conspiracy theories about Wizard of Oz, about how, um, you know, so yeah, there was the hanging man in the forest. And then um, in one of the little windows in which the Munchkins was in, at like uh, the little town, like with the yellow brick road, yeah. Um, there was like a bunch of munchkins hanging around, but then if you look in like one of the windows, like one of them is just like standing still and he's like dead or whatever. Jesus Christ! Um, so yeah, there's a bunch of weird shit about Wizard of Oz. So Rigby starts breathing heavily, and they drive past the taxi cab where he goes back and forth between the woods, like this, like a murderer, and then. The typical trope of the ga of the cars running out of gas, and then Rigby starts freaking out again uh, and starts getting a panic attack that the taxi cab is going to come for them. He wakes up Mordecai and Mordecai still being frustrated about Rigby getting scared. He's like, he's just out of his. You're just um, thinking or going crazy about it, 
and Mordecai suggests that they just push the car back home and tries to get Rigby to help them, but he's too scared. So Mordecai says that, okay, fine, we'll just push you and the car back all the way back home. Screw uh, that. I know, I'm like, dude, fucking... I, I, I would not want to be outside in the first place, but if I'm with two other people, then fine, I'll go with them. But if it's just me by myself, no. If I tried to like t- tell Rigby to like help help us push, and he said like, "No, I'm staying in here," I'd be like, "Screw that!" I'd be like, "Get your ass out here and help us push," or exactly. like, at, "Yeah, at least sit down in front to like push the pedals because like you're the lightest, you know, do something." So pops in Mordecai start pushing the cab backwards. Uh, Rigby saying, "No, no, 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 no," because he knows the taxi cab is that way. And continues saying no, and then Mordecai and Rick Pops see the see headlights. Rigby runs past them. Pops and Mordecai finally see the cab, and then it says "Hello, Governor." And then Mordecai, cur- quote unquote, curses and says, "Holy crap, it's real!" Holy crap, it's real! And then tells Pops to run, and then they run off, catching up to Rigby. With every single time they see crap, it was censored um, mm-hmm. in foreign versions. It was changed to, instead of, holy crap, it's real, it was changed to, oh man, dude, it's real. No. Um, Which I somehow hate that even more than them changing it to crud all the time. Dude, that's what I'm saying, like, when Mordecai said, holy crap, it's real, that sounded more natural than crud or, oh man, dude, it's real. Which is kind of stupid. I know, but this was 2010, so of course they had to censor it. Yeah, true. Um, and then in like just the next shot, in like the next frame, when they when Pops and Mordecai run off, we could see that the the taxi cab just like crashes straight through Pops' taxi and totals it to pieces. Yeah, I'm like it's that powerful. Wait, yeah, no, 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 no. I don't want to spoil for the next part because never mind. I, I'll I'll save it for when we get it to the um, when we get more towards the end. What I'm yeah, thinking. Well, of. I mean, like. We think that the viewers have seen this already. I mean, all I'm going to say is that, like, Pops' taxi just got told and, totaled and, like, someone's going to have to pay for that and we already know who. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we're on, like, your little typical chase scene where they're running through the woods and they're, like, hopping over all these, like, logs and obstacles. And the taxi's just chasing them this entire time. Um, Pops almost gets caught, but then Mordecai uh, pulls him to the side. And then now... It's just going after Rigby the whole time. Mordecai's like, shoot, we gotta go help him. So they continue running. Um, Rigby is like, he almost gets caught, like his tail touches the grill. And then he gets cornered into like this little like cul-de-sac forest woods area. And um, he gets pinned up against a tree. And um, Mordecai and Rig- Mordecai and Pops try to help him. But then the car just like opens the doors and like pushes them back. Um... And then the car just, like, gets closer and closer to Rigby. Rigby tries to run to another tree, but then he bumps his head and falls on the ground. Um, and right as the taxi says, Hello, Governor, one last time, Rigby says, The name's Fiss, and he starts going to town on this fucking car. Okay, so, spoiler alert, yeah, so this isn't actually a real car, as we know, but, um... If, even if it was, 
let's say that Rigby is ex actually destroying a car. How the hell is he able to? Li he literally ripped the roof off of it. It's. <laughs> I, I have an answer for that. It's the adrenaline and the willpower that's driving him to ripping off the top of the car and picking up a giant ass tree and slamming it on the car. He pulled up like that has to be like pine tree. I lo I looked it up actually for the purpose of this episode. Pine trees can be up to 50 to 80 feet tall. But do you know how much they weigh? Hella heavy. I like probably. And because like we we've seen in previous episodes like what death punches that Rigby is weak as hell. So mm. um yeah, I, I guess that adrenaline that's like just coursing through his veins like is really going to town. That could be the only explanation. Um or the only other explanation is that this whole thing was another dream. Spoiler alert. <laughs> We cut to Rigby being held down by Mo by Mordecai and Pops, seeing as it was all a dream. And Rigby comes to the conclusion that, like, yeah, I did. I just conquered my fear with my fists. And then um, <laughs> Mordecai says, like, you kind of did, but the taxi was actually just a kid. Where the ta where the taxi cab turns out to be the same um, the costume dude from earlier in the episode, which is. Uh, a nice, like, callback. Not a callback, but, like, they brought someone from a previous scene to the end of the scene. Like, it could have been anything, honestly. It Like, the car could have been real, for all we know. They could have done yeah. that. But, no, they, they chose to have the the costume guy be essentially the villain at the end. Yeah, that's that's what I like about this episode that I definitely want to talk about in lunchtime. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I I wanted to read some things about this scene that is copied and pasted straight from the fan wiki once again. Okay. Because um, there was actually a lot of a lot of trivia and references in this episode. Um, the car that turns out to be a costume is similar to a scene from, um, and I'm gonna butcher this hardcore, uh, Cirque du Soleil's stage Cir show. Cir Cir Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil, something like that, I don't know. Um, it's a stage show called The Beatles Love, in which a Volkswagen Beetle turns out to be a group of performers wearing pieces of a Beetle costume. <laughs> Beetle as in car. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the second reference here is Transformers. Um, Transformers is parodied when the guy, the video store guy, transforms into his normal self out of the taxi form. And um, if you listen, the same sound effect from Transformers is played when he transforms. Hold on, I gotta go back to that. Oh my god, it was. Yeah, see? <laughs> oh, dude, that's A awesome. A lot of references. A lot yeah. of references this episode. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the guy transforms back, and then, and then Rigby's like, it's the guy from the video store, and then... Uh, he basically explains, he's like, your rental is overdue. That's why I've been following you. And then Mordecai is like, why didn't you just call me? And he said, I did. And I sent a fax. Um, so obviously that was the guy that was doing that in the bathroom earlier. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so he basically says, like, can you just return the video, please? But then Rigby explains that they broke it. And he's like, well, you're going to have to pay for it. And then Mordecai and Rigby, like, they know that, like, they don't have any money. So they just turn to Pops. They're like, Pops, any help? And then, uh... He says, like, of course, um, I'm afraid the smallest bill I have is 100 And so the video store guy gets excited. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll take that. And then it turns out to just be another lollipop. 
he's like, is that some kind of joke? But then by the time he looks back up, Mordecai Rigby and Pops are just running away. Typical fashion. <laughs> yeah. We basically end the episode where Mordecai and Rigby are going to bed, and Rigby dreams of him driving driving inside the taxi cab to the moon. And he also repeats a line like, um, they say, uh, I forgot what the line was. Hold on, I need to go back. Yeah, so he, yeah, they're they're back in bed, and then Rigby is just thanking Mordecai, and then he goes to sleep, and they, and then dream sequence. Yeah, they say he says they say the city is tough, but I'm tougher. And then you know, mid tempo jazz music plays, and on the oh, back of the car, so mm-hmm, and on the back of the license plate, it says fists, and that's where we end the yeah. episode. Yeah. Um. I, I I love that ending. It's pretty cool and badass. It is. Me. It is. It's yeah. like a um, um, it's like not a coming of age. It's a uh, it's literally overcoming a fear. Um, the only critique that I have for that last shot is that uh, Rigby's driving the British taxi. Yeah. So why is the steering wheel on the left side? I I knew like you were gonna say something about that. I'm like, <laughs> is he gonna say something about the steering wheel? Yeah, because like earlier we saw that the British taxi had like the right steering, but. Uh, but it's but here. Let me rebuttal. It's Rigby's dream. So it is Rigby's dream. Exactly. Sure. So Rigby has this notion that cars are only the car's steering wheel is only on the left side and not the right. True. Yeah. Which I'm actually like interested to try out. You know, driving on the right side. No, driving on the left side of the road with the right with my steering wheel on the right seat. Yeah, well, I'm gonna be. I'm hopefully gonna be riding cars like that in in a year when I'm off at England. Take me with you. Yo, you guys should visit me for spring break or something. I want to. That'd be fun. I would love to. Okay, speaking of visiting, we should visit our next our well our favorite segment of our podcast lunchtime 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 is here all right so uh, again like we explained before this is just the final segment of the episode where we just basically run through the whole episode like trivia and then final things such as uh, the protagonist, antagonist, uh, if there were any like songs or iconic regular show moments, you'll, you'll see it as we go by. As with every lunchtime segment, we start off talking about who the protagonist was. The protagonist of Elo Govna was Rigby. It was definitely Rigby. Mm-hmm. So, since we both know who the protagonist is, who do you who do you think the antagonist was? Uh, I think we could both agree it was the British taxi. I'd say I I was gonna say the British taxi, but I was also gonna joke and say no, it's actually the video guy. Technically, it's both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah. Actually, yeah, it is technically <laughs> both of them. Yeah. Actually, it's Pots for scheming the video guy for saying he had a hundred, but. He paid him in a lollipop. That's a, that's an evil man right there. And the guy is just like, I gotta get a new job. <laughs> exactly. Next, uh, did, how many O's or hmms did you did you see in this episode? 
Alright, so throughout this episode, there were zero O's that they said, but there was one hmm. Which was, we didn't hear an official O or hmm until almost mid-season one, I think, or first episode of season one. Um, like, either one of those two. Se- second, it was the second. second episode when they were not setting up the chairs next time. Yeah, so, uh, so instead of the second episode being... The first time we hear either of those words, it's the first one. So I think they're trying mm-hmm. to like get that joke started as soon as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, was there any adult jokes that you saw? Um, adult jokes in this episode, uh, I got none. I didn't get anything. I was trying to think of one, but I'm like, no, nah, I don't. I don't think I could ever think or try to put one together. So uh, this episode was yeah, surprisingly clean for the most part. Yeah, I ain't really find any. Uh, the I- Any iconic regular show moments? The line, hello, governor. I was going to say that. I'm like, was, uh, I can only think of that one. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty iconic to regular show. So re- regular show, they weren't the ones who like invented this line since it's, it's like been a part of British slang since the beginning. But um. They definitely brought more attention to the saying. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't really see people or hear people saying it nowadays, do you? Yeah, no, not really. Uh, could you think of a song that was in this episode? Uh, there was no like full-length like featured song, no. I mean, there were just those like jazzy beat or jazzy music when uh, whenever it was Rigby's dream. Yeah, that's just like background music. Mm-hmm. Eh, either way. So, uh, on a scale from 1 to 5, 5 being really good, what was your memorability scale for this episode? Um, my memorability scale for Elo Governor was a 5. And was it a good or bad episode for you? I'm going to have to rate this episode good. What? Okay, so, yeah. for me... I'd also scale it on a 5, and I would also say it was a really good episode. What? This episode, I remember it, like, as clear as day. It, yeah, me too, because who can who can forget Ella Gamna? Yeah, it's it's definitely, like, a, like a really, really good episode that you need to watch. Oh, um, I was thinking, for, for the second season of the show, maybe we could introduce something new to lunchtime. Ooh, okay, um, I will write it down. Yeah, so my idea is that um, there's there's definitely some episodes that like you need to watch in regular show, but then there are other episodes that are like worth skipping. That like yeah, you don't need to watch it; it's not as good. But like um, so I was thinking like I, I wasn't sure if like it could like it was kind of redundant to the whole good bad episode thing, but I thought it might be cool to like be like hey like we could say like is this episode skippable or is it a must watch? Uh, well, no, I think that's a good idea, because if we rate it as a good or bad one, people are still going to want to watch it, even if it is bad, because they would want to see why it's bad for themselves. Because, yeah, I, I also thought that too, because there are definitely times where I thought, like, this is a bad episode, but at the same time, it's a key episode to, like, the storyline, If in case if there was, like, an arc going on and everything. Exactly. Um, so just because we rate it bad doesn't mean that it's actually a skippable episode. Yeah. Um, I'm looking through the ep- 
the season two list right now, and there are definitely some skips in here, just a couple of them. Um, so yeah, uh, should we should we include that in lunchtime now? Yep, I have it already written down. Cool. Uh, we'll put it after memorability scale. Okay. Oh wait. Um, no, no, no. After we'll have it as the last one after we rate it good or bad. Okay. All right. So, with that being said, that what did has been the first episode of season two. Yeah, season two of the Excellent Podcast. Already we off to a good here. start. Yeah, we, we started off with a hella good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Ooh. I can't wait to go on to the next one. Ooh, I have a question for you. Yes. Compare this season one episode to season one, episode one. Um, I was even thinking that to myself. Uh, like, of course, the power was just the pilot, but mm-hmm. even after that, like, Elo Governor was way better than the power. Hmm. Yeah. I've, mm, I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent because to me, both of them seem like really good episodes, so I can't really put one over the other, honestly. Yeah, that's fair. And I was thinking, like, maybe we should do this for every every first episode. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, so... Is there anything, any final things you want to say to the audience, Jason? Um, I just want to plug our uh, social medias. Oh, that's true. Um, once again, our Twitter is at ExcellentPod. Um, you could find us on all your favorite streaming services, such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, I also want to um, please ask that you give us a good rating and leave a review because um, we're, we might do something new where every single time we get like a review, we're going to read it on the show, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, so definitely go ahead and go on to Apple Podcasts and leave us uh, a good rating, maybe, a, I don't know, a five-star rating. That'd be and very then, um, nice. <laughs> and give us a nice review to be featured on the show. We'll read your name and everything. Super cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, send us a message on Twitter or just like reply to one of our tweets. We're gonna we're gonna be reading everything. Like, cause like it's again like this podcast is ho- co-hosted by us, but like at the end, it's all about you guys and like the feedback that you give us. And, uh, I what love you guys like the feedback. The yes. So definitely. Um, Interact with us, and we want to interact with you guys. Because mm-hmm. I, because I know I read the tweets, mm-hmm. and That'd the replies. Cool. That it is pretty cool to see people actually enjoying the show that we put out. Yeah, definitely. Well, I have right. nothing else to say, so I think we should end it there. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll see you guys next time for it's time. It's time to go. Okay. See you. <laughs> <laughs>